Welcome to the Iceland Travel Podcast. I'm your Icelandic host, Skuli Arason. In this podcast, we'll learn something about Iceland from various people who can give us some great insights. There are many informational blogs and articles about Iceland on our excellent homepage, icelandtravel.is. So I recommend that you check it out for all your Iceland travel needs. There are many tours to be found there that are great for birdwatching and other intimate nature experiences. I would also like to point out the excellent Iceland Travel Instagram, Facebook and Twitter pages. There is plenty of inspirational content there as well. In this episode I met Elin Konrastotir. She is an experienced guide with a passion for birds. The birds of Iceland are the subject of our conversation and I'm happy to report that we have the same favorite bird. Let's find out which one. If I was a bird, yeah. I would like to be the Arctic tern. Oh, that's me too. Feminine, uh, but aggressive and uh, stands hard on its rights. Yeah. <laughs> Very aggressive and it's also a beautifully shaped bird. Beautifully shaped bird. It's, it seems to me sometimes it's almost like a pencil stroke on the air. You know, it yes. goes, the, the, the tip in the wings, the tip in the end of the bird, it's very pointy. And uh, I would like to think that it's the Icelandic bird that is mostly painted. Since yes. you say, tell me like yeah. that. Of course, the, the puffin too mm-hmm. is painted. But I wouldn't like to be that clumsy. He's no. funny, but uh, the uh, Arctic turn is yeah, beautiful. Yeah, sometimes called the clown bird, right? <laughs> Putting down his, I say his, yeah. its feet mm-hmm. to make a break. To make a break when it lands on the water, yeah. for example, yeah. And only a few weeks ago, since we've had this COVID uh, stop. Mm-hmm. I haven't, like other guys, had yeah. much to do. No. But instead I decided to to um, be a tourist myself. Okay. And I went to a place I've been maybe once before, mm-hmm. maybe twice, but it's a long time ago. And it takes you, I think it's about 70 kilometers from Eilstadir, yeah. one way. Mm-hmm. So it took us from 11 to 4, plus minus uh, a tour, a, a good half-day tour, mm-hmm. to a place called Borgarfjörður Eistri. Mm. They are on the verge of extinction, because there are so few people. Yeah. And they've had this, um, they've had this support, financial support from the state, I think. Mm-hmm. And that made them made it possible possible for them to to make build up a kind of uh, bridges and uh, platforms and steps, yeah. wooden steps or wooden, from the mainland to a little uh, islet mm. uh, filled with grass and filled with puffin holes. So it's a very close-up observatory. Uh, like between you and me, two meters. Exactly. It's COVID-friendly. Yeah. <laughs> COVID-friendly. COVID-friendly for with, the birds. The, with the puffins, yeah. <laughs> and uh, they almost invited me inside. They have this apartment, mm-hmm. two-room apartment. Yeah. One main room and one toilet. 
So they, they, they dig they the, dig tunnels the and one tunnels part of the tunnel up to yeah. one meter deep. Yeah. And one little side part is the toilet. Okay. Very clean. Very clean. I didn't go inside, no. but I could almost see them. They landed mm -hmm. just and they had maybe three or four small fish in yeah. their beak mm -hmm. to feed the young. They gather many fish at a time. Yeah. Yeah. And they were hundreds or thousands, but just on this little uh, islet, mm -hmm. grassy, because they are not like the other seabirds, they, they are not making uh, nests, you know, like other birds, no. they just dig down in, in the grass. Yeah, they burrow uh, and, and it's very safe, right? It's, it's one of the reasons they do that, but yes. they, do they dig with their beaks or the feet, uh, both maybe? I don't know, the beaks are so thick, it mm -hmm. would be difficult. Yeah. Very industrious birds, obviously. Yes. Uh, did I read somewhere that they use... I'm not sure. Maybe I'm just... I just read this. Mm -hmm. They use some kind of uh, uh, equipment. Yeah. A stick oh. or something they find yeah. to help. Because the oh. beak is no good. No, the beak is not good. <laughs> it's very colorful, though. Yes. Uh, yeah. It's one of the reasons why everyone loves the puffins so yeah. much. But the problem for me as a guide, they're only here for about two months, from mid-May to mid-August. Yeah. That's that three months, yes. Uh, and not even all over, because they have moved with the food mm -hmm. further north. Yes. So this Borgafjordrestri is in the northeastern part. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, not by the ring road, so you have to have an extra day to yeah. really see this. So going east, northeast, basically, which is kind of the longest way you can go from yes. Keplavik, where, you, where the airport you, is. You it's are as far yeah. from Reykjavik as possible. Yeah. It's, it doesn't matter from Eilstad whether you go through Akureyri or through the southern coast. Mm -hmm. you, would, you would be far away anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and are the numbers of the puffins then diminishing, like in the south, where people are used to seeing yeah, them, are like Westman Islands? Definitely, yes, and, yeah. definitely diminishing. I can see this as an amateur watcher. Mm -hmm. I have more difficulties in seeing them now. Yeah. I can still see them in the middle of the summer in, for instance, Reynesfjara. Mm -hmm. I can see them fly, I can see them land, mm -hmm. uh, that's funny. And they land somewhere above me, above the cliffs, where there is a little grass. But yeah. there are not so many as there used to be. No. And the same story goes for the Westman Islands, where they used to be in great numbers. I took a boat trip last summer mm -hmm. from the harbor of Reykjavik, yes. just here, and to Enge, for yes. example. And there are lots of puffins there, luckily. So we have a few of them that we can spot close to the capital. And, and close to the way where you go up to Asia in mm -hmm. a place called Lunde. Mm. That's a similar little island just yeah. outside Reykjavik. Uh, they would be there, yeah. I, I remember. And even Vide, where you yeah. can go with a ferry boat and stay and have a picnic. They have a grill even. Yeah. And you can. I, I tell my customers that this is their way of outing outside yeah. Reykjavik, but still in Reykjavik. Yeah. We're lucky in Reykjavik that had so many interesting areas just around the city. We yes. don't need to. Sometimes we don't need to drive, you know, the no. full ten hours to Porcafelorestre or something. Yes, that's <laughs> yeah. difficult. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I have for a long time um, 
volunteers with, volunteered without any luck to take people walking from some of the main hotels like Hilton Nordica mm -hmm. or Grand Hotel, yeah. walking to my part of town over the Atlida River. Yeah. There are birds there. There is uh, nature in the middle of town. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, you can go for a one or two or three hour trip. You can even go all the way through our bar museum yeah. up to the swimming pool, have a dip, take the bus back. Yeah, perfect. I mean, and we have some other birds even around Reykjavik. <laughs> for example, <laughs> like the raven that we see everywhere in Iceland. Yes. I have the starlet, uh, it's been making a kind of a, a hole in my house, oh. so fleas follow with the starlet. Yeah, the starlet fleas, uh, I've been yeah. bitten by them, yeah. it's, quite, it's quite a bite. But they have yeah. a, a nest now in my house, that is in the, in the wall of my house, I have a timber house. Really, that almost doesn't sound so good. <laughs> <laughs> no, but... Um, I don't have any pets, yeah, no, okay, but okay, okay, yeah. uh, for me, these uh, three or four types that visit my garden, I feed them in the winter time. Mm -hmm. They are my pets. They are your pets. Okay. My favorite is the blackbird. The blackbird, yeah. That Paul McCartney sang about. Yeah. Blackbird singing, singing in, in a the dead night. night. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Beautiful bird. It is a beautiful Very bird. Very nice. Always and just one pair. Not not crowded. No. Keeps itself to itself. The um, starlets come in masses. <laughs> They are very greedy. Starlets are very greedy and aggressive sounding even. Yeah. While the while the yeah. while the while the blackbird has a more melodious sound, mm -hmm. you know, it does all kinds of sounds. Beautiful and with the yellow beak, right? Yes, yeah. very beautiful. And uh, um, uh, cousin is the red wing, which is very common. Mm -hmm. Now I'm talking about birds here in the winter time. If yeah. you happen to be here in the winter time, what yeah. do you see? Exactly. You see these three, uh, at least the the very common would be the raven, yeah, as a big bird. Mm -hmm. Of course, all kinds of seagulls, yeah, like the big black girl and the herring girl and uh, something, something else. Mm -hmm. But you would have these smaller birds too, like the snow bunting. Mm -hmm. You would have the starling, and you will have the um, redwing. Yeah. And the blackbird. And the blackbird. I mean, they are here during the winter too. Mm -hmm. Not most of the uh, our birds are migrants. Yeah. But these are here, yeah. at least in Reykjavik. At least in Reykjavik, but they're being very tough staying here throughout the winter. My mm -hmm. mother, she's a she's a great enthusiast of feeding the birds. Yes, like me. So she has. <laughs> it comes with age. Yeah, it comes <laughs> with age definitely. Because I don't, I don't think young people are as industrious as giving the birds extra food, things like that. No, Sadly. Don't, don't have time. Yeah, we don't have time. We're too busy on our iPhones and everything. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but it's so lovely to see the way that they. My mother, she has like this whole arrangement with the fat because they really like yes. the fat. She 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 uses the fat and grains puts the grain into the fat. Yes. So it's like a power bar for Ooh. the birds. Really <laughs> powerful that they get. And so she has like a a very big uh, bird area in mm -hmm. her garden, which is always nice. My relatives, they know that I'm a bird enthusiast and they give me all kinds of statues and and uh, tea towels and things like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of them gave me a little house yeah. and I put some seeds in it. 
the bigger birds, bigger, like <sighs> starlings and so on, they don't go in. But along came um, some of the smallest one, like something similar to snow bunting. Yeah, they're so small. Yeah, they can come come in. So sometimes, if if in luck, I I see them. Excellent, excellent. Uh, we were talking about the Arctic tern earlier. Yes. One of the things that I liked about it is how the the great feat of flight that it does. It mm. flies. It's like only the albatross that flies longer, or how is it? It's, goes from uh, it goes from the southern part of South Africa mm-hmm. or even Antarctica even Antarctica to Iceland yeah and there is a wonderful it must be a 10 15 years old uh, uh, movie mm-hmm. uh, a documentary yeah. what is it called it's about the birds all over the world but they follow for instance the Arctic turn from Antarctica to Iceland okay all the uh, masses of kilometers that they It's do. It's so many kilometers and yeah. so interesting to see that they do it every fall and every Just autumn. Just this little, yeah, little or every bird. spring, yeah. yeah. Incredible. Yeah. yeah. And we have these places in Iceland, for example, up in Snæfellsnes next to Hellnar and, yes. and, and the Snæfellsnes National Park in West Iceland and mm-hmm. the peninsula, where there are, there are times early summer when people regrettably kind of had to drive through the nesting areas of the of the of the arctic yes. turn yes so it's uh, there are so many young ones and they're just next to the road often by by reef by headless mm-hmm. under reef to uh, twin villages mm-hmm. they have they did uh try i remember painting it's little, little like a rainbow uh it's like a gay pride painting yeah. on the street okay to because it's not enough to have a sign. Oh, yeah. The drivers don't see a sign. Mm, no, but no. why on earth this road? Exactly, and then, yeah. Mm, because they're walking and they are so cute they're with so the little cute. youngs walking. They have the red beaks then and yes. very fluffy. Yes. To take the care of the Icelandic cold. Yes, <laughs> and still with a little downy. And oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, they, by the way, they are there. They are near Vik mm-hmm. in Mirta. Yeah. And... Suddenly, by the glacial lagoon. Yeah. And talking about the glacial lagoon, yeah. a, a bird that used to be—I just saw it as a guest on its way to Greenland in the summertime. Mm-hmm. It has become stationary. Yeah. Just, usually just east of the glacial lagoon, yeah. and that would be, I think, it's called the Brent goose. The Brent goose. Yes. Is that the one with the brownish and white stripes? No, uh, no I, I'm I'm not right. It's the barnacle goose. It's okay. next door. <gasps> the Brent goose is. Uh, they look very much like each other. The the Brent goose, as far as I know, is only stationary here. Yeah. Comes, for instance, in big masses near Bessastad, the residence of the oh, president. So the president, he has a great conversation with the yes. geese. <laughs> I'm I'm not sure about the former president because he had a big dog. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I am not sure they liked the dog. No, the president's dog. Probably but. not. <laughs> but uh, the Brent goose is there. But I'm talking about barnacle goose, which is a little bit similar, black and whitish. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that big, but still a goose. Yeah. And just east of the uh, glacial lagoon in yeah. the summertime. Yeah, incredible. And uh, sp- 
jumping from one to the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were there driving about uh, two or three weeks ago, saw this huge masses of on several places of barnacle goose yeah. and uh, in between some reindeer. Oh, so you have basically flocks of wild animals, both reindeer and geese, you know. Just east just of the Glacial Lagoon. If you're going, for instance, all the way to Hub, you will be probably be rewarded. Of course, you can get in very low fog and see yeah. nothing, but... But it's a great image for photographers, for example, yes. to be rewarded with something like that. It's hard for the driver. Mm-hmm. The driver has to have a co-driver lo- yeah. being on the lookout for... Yeah, of course. Birds and we can't stress it enough when people are traveling just to take care, you know, not getting lost looking yes. at nature when they're driving at least. And uh, driving when it's not so bright, mm-hmm. let's say when it gets dark on a regular time, like yeah. 10 o'clock mm-hmm. in the evening, don't stand on the middle of the road because there's no car. No. There might be one uh, no. in one minute if you're just. Yeah. Gloating at, at the uh, northern lights. For example, yeah. Um, the cars are there. Yeah. They are not in the big masses no. uh, like in Beijing, but. <laughs> yeah, we have to look out all the you time. You have to look out. Just find a safe place to park your car next to the road and, and just mm-hmm. stay off the car when you're looking at nature. And not necessarily run over the street because there might be a, a horse yeah. there or a flock of sheep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The flock of sheep don't like you anyway. They no, run they away. run away all the time. <laughs> Even though we have to look out for them when we're driving too. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Would you have some recommendations for people who are very interested in, like, if let's say if I'm traveling to Iceland and I would like to spend a week maybe and I could maybe visit two or three or four places. I mean, because there are very different places for bird watching in Iceland. And some are mm-hmm. more difficult to reach, just yes. like Porcafjordrestri uh, we talked yes, about. Yes, that's, that's hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, they, we, uh, you would stand a chance here and there with a puffin, but only between mid-May and mid-August. Mm-hmm. Don't dream about it, otherwise it's stuffed in, in shops. Yeah. Would I get a chance to see a falcon, for example, anywhere? Yes. Um, I've seen falcons at places like um, uh, Dimmeborgir in okay. the Mývatn yeah. area, yeah. but... That might not be every year. No. I uh, saw one next to Stiki summer. Yes. I have in seen... In the brain of the area? Uh, in the brain of the area, I've seen uh, eagles. Yeah. Eagles are there, right? Mm. That's like the... All around in the north or the mid and northwestern part of the yeah. country. And these are the ocean eagles, or white-tailed. Or white-tailed the, yeah, eagles, white-tailed yes. White-tailed eagles. And uh, uh, how do you know it's them when they have these huge wings mm-hmm. just and fluffing feathers fluffing down from them soaring soaring and do you hear them because i saw, I saw uh, do you hear them soaring because i know that the owl is such a silent predator yes. and i saw an owl just coming towards me close to selfos i don't i don't know what type of owl that was but i didn't hear a sound it didn't make any swishing sounds or anything um, I had it once running. I was jogging. I yeah. was staying at a hotel not so far from Mivat. Yeah. And I went jogging along the road. Yeah. And all of a sudden, two big eyes were frowning at me. The head looked at me all the time, but the owl was flying. Mm-hmm. I thought, will she pick me or what? 
But we just went like that silent, both of us. It's incredible. And usually you don't see much of them in the in this in the uh, uh, daytime. No. And if there's daytime all year round, yeah. <laughs> all all day round, all night long in yeah. in Iceland in the middle of the summer. Mm -hmm. So much for the owls, but yes, you can yeah. see owls. Because I heard some news yes. that they were gaining in numbers mm -hmm. because of the amount of mice and yes. small animals. Yes. Yeah. So, so for at the same time as maybe the fish are declining a little bit, so that's really hurting some of the bird populations. Yes. The owl is doing better because of the larger amount of mice in that yes. land. And talking about food, uh, uh, it has been a bird sanctuary or a pilgrimage for bird watchers to, to go to Lake Miva. Yeah. I understand even in the winter time there would be some duck species there, mm -hmm. but uh, especially in the summertime, you get to see one, two, you get to see even or nearby one, two or three species that are not available in, in Europe, oh. American species, mm. because we are in between. Straight in the middle. Yeah. Yes. So Barrow's golden eye, which is a black and white, very beautiful duck. Mm -hmm called in Icelandic Husand. Husand, yeah. And the other one, one of my favorite, uh, of course, the the males are always the most beautiful. Of course. <laughs> we have to show off. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, yes. we don't have any future, you know. And that would be the, uh, wait a minute. Uh, what would you call this? Yes, the, the harlequin duck. The harlequin duck. Oh. Just the name indicates the, wow. the color. I, I just want to have a festival when I hear that name. Oh, yes. <laughs> Little, compact, and goes with a stream from Lake Miva, Kosa yeah. River, a very nice salmon fishing river. Okay. Uh, or salmon downstairs, trout fishing, whatever. <gasps> but in the stream there, you can see them. Uh, you spot them very easily, small, compact. The... The female is mauve, but always with this white spot on the... On the, on the temple? On the temple of yeah. the head, near the eye. Okay. Females and males, but the males are more beautiful. They are, they, well, the, the bird males are more beautiful, yes. All through. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. And the third American species, I have had luck with them in various lakes. For instance, there is a lake midway between Mivat and Akureyri, where you have to drive. It's called Ljósavat. Near Godafoss waterfall. Oh, yeah. And very arrogantly, very uh, stern, mm. and are very competitive with fishermen because they go for the same thing. Mm -hmm. The fishermen hate it. Oh, yes. <laughs> And that would be the the great northern diver. Yes. Which is called uh, Himbrimi. Himbrimi. It's it's uh, it's one of the, to me it's one of the most beautiful birds. Yes, very beautiful. Yeah, but, but it's a classic. But the fishermen, yes, the, the fishermen, fishermen don't like it. I mean, because uh, <laughs> I come kind of from a lake area, Lova. My father was there, ah. and and. They must be there too. They they are there sometimes. Mm -hmm. It's it's more in the highlands, I think, like yeah. Arnarvatsheide, yeah. some somewhere like that. But yeah. 
it goes and basically just picks up fish based straight from the nets. Yes. It can go dive down, yes. see the fish in the nets that the fishermen are maybe fishing, and say, yeah, I'll have, I'll have a trout without having, you know, to, yes. to have too much of trouble. And uh, the nephew, which is not so colorful, but uh, uh, still the same, uh, has the same bearing, mm -hmm. the loom, mm -hmm. it uh, sometimes gets, uh, there's, I don't know if there are more, I see more often looms yeah. on ponds or on lakes near the road. Yeah. You don't always have the time to, to do so much stopping. No, of course not. But uh, the looms are... Um, they sometimes get stuck in nets yes. because they go for the fish. They go, they, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, we're all and they fighting are not for... very. they are not very thankful if there is a nice bloke trying to get them free from the net. No, they try to you stab better have or a, bite Yeah, you would better have a, a They have very pointy beaks, yes. right? Yeah. They don't say thank you. No, they They're don't say thank you. not very polite. <laughs> they don't know human speech, so that's okay. <laughs> we can only try to help them. That's, that's the best we can do, I guess. Yes. Uh, if you don't have much time, you probably have to fly to Accra to mm -hmm. go on a one-day tour to yeah. Miva. Better do it in the summertime mm -hmm. because Always. there are more birds there. And there's one thing, Mivat means uh, moth lake, lake. Yeah. yeah. Mosquito lake. Mosquito, kind of. yeah. yeah it's, but yeah. it's not the dangerous no. mosquitoes, no. but it sticks. It there sticks are two us. types. Yeah. One, one sticks. You don't see the difference. No. But the problem is if there are no mosquitoes, okay, there is no feeding for the birds or for the trout for that matter. So bye-bye. If it's a windy day, you won't have a mosquito. No. But then again, you might not see much of the birds. No. The birds are big. just there for the mosquitoes. And, yes. yeah. and the lake is rather big. It's one of the fourth biggest natural lake in Iceland. Mm -hmm. And there are many uh, islets mm -hmm. called pseudo-craters. Yes. And they might keep to the middle of the lake. My in my experience, it's uh, it's better to see them in the morning than yeah. in the afternoon. I don't know why. It's uh, yes, they maybe are just more relaxed at that time. Maybe maybe the day hasn't stressed them out or something. No. But in those cases, would it be? I mean, I think it could be a good idea to take a nice camera on a boat, maybe into the lake yeah, with a tripod, maybe. Can you get a boat? In Miva. Yes, I don't know. I think so. Maybe. I haven't seen many boats on the no. on the lake. But you can you can see them some of the birds, you can see them even by the lake shore near uh, the hotel called Sel or Hotel Gigur. Yeah, which are the next to the lake also. Yes. Yeah. And you can see them what they call the northern side of the lake. Uh, you come driving to the area and you go to the left-hand side instead of... The right, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what they call the northern side. The problem is sometimes when you stop, at least when you're on bus, they all run around. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh, you need a little bit of patient, uh, patience. You need a good binocular. Mm -hmm. And you... Some of you, if you are delicate, you would need, and you can buy it there, 
the mosquito nets. I, I highly recommend it. Mm -hmm. uh, even though they're not biting you, they're kind of picking at you the whole time. Yes. They're just flying into your head or something. And if you're talking, you wouldn't like to eat 10 of them at a time. Yeah. <laughs> I ha we have a tip for you, all you travelers, that yes. work both for the Icelandic mosquito, which is kind of fatter yes. than the regular one, which is very slim, that we know from Europe and Africa yes. and, and, and the United States. Uh, it, we have a defense mechanism against both these Icelandic mosquitoes and the Arctic tern because both the mosquito and the Arctic tern they tend to go for the highest point available ah. to them. So if if you're walking next to, for example, uh, area with lots of Icelandic mosquitoes yes. or Arctic terns, yes. then you could pick up a stick and hold it over your head. Ah, yes, that's and, right. And then basically the Arctic tern or the mosquitoes will go for the highest point, most probably. Yeah. And with the Arctic tern, it's very important because they have these sounds they make, and they're very specific sounds. When you're walking in those areas, you have, have like a you have like a warning sign first. Yes. This is like a ka ka something, and then it comes like a more of a squeak sound. <coughs> yeah, and that's the one that makes before it attacks you. Yes. And they do this also with the foxes that are going for the nests, things like that. Uh -huh. And of course, they sometimes keep the foxes and predators away from the nest by mm -hmm. attacking. Yeah. And I was, as a child, I was hit in my head, you know, when I was walking next to Leva, because there were Arctic turns there also. <laughs> so they hit my head and I was kind of, you know... And you I didn't have a cap? I didn't have a cap and, and I was like quite offended that the bird was attacking me. I didn't do anything to it. But that's when I learned that, you know, it's a nice way when you're walking through these Arctic turn areas to have a stick holding over your head. Or even a cap. People yeah. are wearing helmets, you know, yeah. in those areas also. Yes. Because they really do, mm -hmm. you know... They go straight for the head. Yes. Uh, to be there, I wish for a not too warm a day with some wind mm -hmm. to get rid of the the flies. Yeah. Birds would be there still. But the main thing is to have a little time. Yeah, to have a little time and... Uh, we, there are some books, of course, that we could recommend for people if they're going to these places. Yeah. Uh, there, there are Icelandic birds, uh, like overview books. Yes. Probably available both in the airports on the way to Iceland, or at least when you're arriving here, and also in the Icelandic bookstores. Yes, there, I know for a fact, in, by me, when there is a shop, used to be a shop, yeah, it still is. Mm -hmm. This is a kind of a souvenir shop, but you can get some local things like... Um, uh, mosquito spray, mosquito net, and probably some some books too. Yeah. On on the subject, or at least, and that's a one thing too. A very nice thing, a, a nice souvenir. Mm -hmm. They have some posters. They have a post. They used to have a poster at least, with all kinds of dog pictures, all kinds of sheep pictures, but definitely. Uh, the Icelandic flora yeah. and uh, a bird. Yeah, bird the, the bird overview. And bird I noticed, overview. I noticed in many places where you stop, for example, on walking trails next to Reykjavik and on on uh, stoppage areas around the country, there are sometimes very specific bird uh, signs, just yes. telling you about the birds that are likely to be found in the area where you're at any given moment. Yes. 
It's yes. very helpful, yes. you know, yes. for us that yes. are not so much of experts, no. you know. Yes, they they do that, and even just taking a free walk in Reykjavik, some some places, um, and they would have these yeah. not only these posters and information. Some of them even have a little shelters, so yeah. you can stand in rain and pick out. Yeah, it's like in the north part of Reykjavik, sheltered in this area. There's something next to Grok, yes, the lighthouse. Yes, and uh, at the Yo. I sometimes say uh, it's a local Icelandic joke, only an Icelander understands. We love it. <laughs> I always go to Vogur in the spring. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Going to Vogur is, if you yeah. are an alcoholic, you need it's, a detox. It's our Betty Floor clinic. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I go there on the outside, mind you, okay. to see the birds. Yeah, that's what you tell us. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's quite, quite fine. Excellent. Um, we were talking about the Arctic tern, mm -hmm. which is definitely one of the main significant birds here in I'm Iceland. always in awe of that bird. I just love seeing yes, it. Yes, yeah. and they are, it's very nice to, if you are on a little bit different uh, distance, to see them, mm -hmm. uh, what do you call it? Screeching, basically attacking or diving to the... Diving yeah, down, diving, diving yeah. uh, uh, vertically down. Mm -hmm. There's one other bird that I love to see doing this. And it's the gannet. The gannet. They all oh, they're so Very technical. Very bright, uh, just almost like a, a white goose. Mm -hmm. It's a very straight. If they 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 soar, mm -hmm. and they are very have a very long wingspan and very straight wingspan along the southern coast. The you gannet is a little bit of yellowish tint on the head. On something. the head. Yeah. But yeah. but seeing afar, it's a, it's a rather big. Mm -hmm. a seabird and never keeps on the land it has to be on an island yeah. but just offshore and there are islands like that here and there on the south coast mm -hmm. and even I've seen them as early as in uh, in uh, February yeah and they do this very aggressive and and they fold their wings beautifully just before hitting the water yes yeah, so to get to go deeper basically yes. and protect the winds yes they become like a, a little line in the sky just just before they reach the water yes very like a, like a professional diver it, it almost doesn't make the, the splash isn't so big no it's like it's the like ocean just swallows them yeah Gannet dive would be the uh, my translation for sulukast. Sulukast, yeah, 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 yeah. We, we, I mean, we, we that's that's the good translation. <laughs> we, we won't go, we won't to go too much in the province between Icelandic and English at the moment. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, and I was thinking, are the gannets also in the very popular uh, bird watching area of Lautrabjörg? Are they there also? Or there are many seabirds there? I have not seen them. I've seen the guillemo, the oak, mm -hmm. the, they are the most, and of course the puffin. Yeah. They, uh, that's a very nice place to go to see yeah. all the birds. Lauterberg and is of a, course yeah. the kittiwake. Yeah. And uh, the kittiwake has a very special sound. You can see the kittiwake best by Arnar Stapi in the Snæfellsnes area. Mm -hmm. And there they are in these beautiful uh, basaltic column cliffs. Yeah. 
you, you have both the, the look of nature and the birds. Mm -hmm. And they go like children crying. Yeah, that's the one, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And of course, uh, snifelessness, if foreseeing them, for example, is a much more manageable trip yes. than going, for example, to Lauterbjörg. Lauterbjörg yes. is the westernmost point of Iceland, which mm -hmm. is in the western part of the West Fjords. Yes. It's a bit of a drive and even even a hard one, but it's a very rewarding site to go to. It's, yes. it's such a beautiful place and probably great for bird watchers. It is very good for bird watchers. Yeah. Uh, at least Kitty Vega. I'm not sure about Mats Puffin though, but no. this and that and a lot of ducks too. Yeah. A lot of ducks. I spotted seals there very... Yes, yeah, you see seals there. on the coast. It's called, what is it called? Nedrevik. Nedrevik, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Lautravik, which is next yes. to Lautrabjörg, yeah. Yeah, that's up in the in the western fjords, mm -hmm. yes. But yeah, yeah. Uh, you see them in Snæfellsnes also, yeah. yes. It's, it's interesting that uh, Iceland has, of course, different kind of bird history than in many other places because we were not part of the big continental plates we basically rose out of the ocean fairly Something, young so yes. so we, we got all these bird visitors from both sides of the continent and maybe not so many because of course it's Iceland yes, <laughs> you know it's yes. not the most uh, bountiful place to eat for birds no. but we have a very interesting uh, bird life yeah. in, in, in the whole because we have these quirky migratory birds that are arriving more and more now we're getting newer species coming from like new duck species coming yes. and like this barnacle yeah. goose which is not and talking about the very dull common bird like for us like uh, starling yeah it's uh, fairly new too mm -hmm. to be in Iceland yeah but this barnacle goose in the by the glacial lagoon Barnacle goes, ah, talking about the glacial lagoon, sorry, I jumped from one to the other. Uh, barnacle goose is new, but uh, the stationary bird, the, the domain of that bird, that would be the great skua. Great skua, yeah. Yes. Soaring around, it looks like, just like a seagull, but it's brown. Brown with some white. Yeah. Maybe white on the belly a little. And even when stopping at the glacial lagoon, they just walk around and people feed them, they, they mm -hmm. drop. There are snow buntings there that are eager to be yeah, eat it's, from it's, you. It's, it's, it's an area you wouldn't really associate that much with bird watching at all. You know? No, but yeah. I, I can easily count five just like that. Yeah. And of course, eider ducks. Mm -hmm. Seals. <laughs> Seals, of course. But yeah. And the, the Arctic terns, yeah. certainly. Mm -hmm. Nice to have a, a hat or a cap. Yeah, nice to have a hat or a cap. Always come prepared. <laughs> yes. Excellent. Elin, I would like to thank you. Thank you. For giving us some insights into the bird life of Iceland. I know that uh, when you guys listening will visit, you'll definitely keep your eyes out and open at every opportunity because there are quite many. I mean, around the country you're always experiencing some bird life and it's always going to be a little bit nuanced and different depending on where you are. So just uh, take care, bring your cameras and, and spot some birds.
Thank you so much, Ellie. Thank you. Have a nice day. Bye-bye.